Hey, how's it going? I have no guests this week. Instead, I thought I'd share with you some of my own thoughts about trading, and this time with a focus on the dangers of holding on to a bias that you could say is past its use-by date. As if it needs repeating, we live in tumultuous times. We crane our necks over screens that fill up repeatedly with lies and slogans, quotes and misinformation. Big money and corporate greed hold sway. We are all in debt, the banks are about to implode, and yet just as before, the average Joe will be made to contribute to their revival. There is no end to the stream of toxic narratives reaching our eyes and ears. As a trader, one of the things you must learn is to filter out the noise, the contaminants. When it comes to business and the economy, 2023 has been dominated by a bearish outlook. And yet, if you look at the stock market in June 2023, you'll see that the indices have been going up since January. In fits and starts, admittedly. But still, they're going up. Presumably the black swan event so often talked about will have to wait until later in the year. Or perhaps 2024, or even 2025. Who knows? One day the bears will be right and cry, we told you so. What I've noticed over the last couple of years is that a person's bias is not just news-based. It's in their DNA and stems from their general outlook on life. During the second half of May 2023, I came across a number of traders who said they were very bearish. The Nasdaq was going to suffer a correction any day now. The Dow was already dropping and was bound to drop lower. The S&P was somewhere sluggishly moving sideways, about to drop lower. The ongoing crisis with local or smaller banks, the debt ceiling, the recent resurgence of the US dollar, the cumulative effect of high interest rates, all of these incurable diseases were going to come to a head and crash the markets. Okay, so the news is bleak, and yet from what I could see, traders were betting on a brighter future. When I took a look at the daily chart for the Dow on May 26, I noticed that the latest sell-off had brought the Dow to the bottom of a bullish channel. And here it was, pulling little green candles in preparation, possibly for a reversal. And sure enough, the Dow, the Nasdaq and S&P all ripped up on that same day. June looks like it could be a bullish month. A year ago, I would have sat on the sidelines afraid of going long. The bad news I'd been listening to would have paralysed me. This time I was able to shut out the bad news and focus solely on what I was seeing on the charts. Last year I agreed to a veteran trader's proposal to trade a small account on my behalf. At the same time as making us both money, he said he'd teach me how a professional trades the markets. Sounded great. We kept in touch, mostly via WhatsApp. I'd watch what he was doing and sometimes I'd ask questions like a good student should. Sometimes we'd chat over the phone. He always seemed to have a coherent answer that explained what was going on in the markets. After an auspicious start, my new trader friend ran into headwinds. Coincidentally, so did I. The drawdown began to grow, then mushroom. I began to question his thinking. He would reassure me everything would be fine. Just hang in there. Being far less experienced, I felt probably I should just leave him to it. And yet... The more closely I studied his entries, the less faith I had in his judgment. I remember one time texting him to say Germany 40 was making a breakout. This was around October 2022. The daily had broken above the 200 EMA 
and was holding. He messaged back to say, the Dax is looking bearish as fuck. When I told him this wasn't my idea of bearish, he told me I was looking at a false breakout. Several days later, and now even more steeped in drawdown, he sent me a chart to look at. There were so many lines running over this chart, it was like trying to make out a painting covered in cobwebs. He explained by way of this line intersecting with that line, this level and that level, that the DAX was about to turn around and head south. It seemed pretty complicated. I didn't argue with him. But suffice to say, the majority of those trading the DAX over the coming days and indeed weeks thought differently. He held on, I held on, and we both got obliterated by a powerful move upwards. So much for the fake breakout. This is just one example of a successful trader with many years' experience under his belt who cannot find it in himself to revise his prognosis for trades that are bleeding him and, in this case, me dry. He made such a strong argument for remaining short, I thought I must be missing something. Sadly, I bowed to his judgment and paid a heavy price. My trader friend held on even longer than I did. I sat there watching my account, the account he was trading on my behalf, go up in smoke. Looking back to that period of working with this guy, a very likeable, intelligent guy, I might add, I realised a lot of his thinking came from an innate bearish bias. Life had taught him to be mistrustful. I think he took pride in being able to spot hubris in the midst of a noisy, bullish crowd that was demonstrably of the opinion the bottom was in. January through February of this year, just as the indices were breaking out with strength, he would often refer to traders going long as suckers. In 2021, he predicted Bitcoin would crash. His own clients at the time had refused to listen to him and they'd all got burnt when the mother of all cryptos fell to her knees. Now it was the stock market about to fall. There would be a tsunami liquidity crisis and the markets would come tumbling down and he would be there going short, making tons of money for himself and any wise person who had listened to him. It would be 2008 all over again, but even worse. It was enthralling stuff. I began to share his schadenfreude to the point I wanted to short anything the moment it sprouted a few red candles. It was a little like hanging out with the bad boy at school who told you everyone was fake or stupid, the society just wanted to turn us into sheep, that kind of thing. What we both had in common at the time is that we were both going through some awful personal shit. So emotionally, I think we were more receptive to a negative narrative as it chimed with our own troubles. Every so often, I would ask my trader friend, so what do you think the catalyst will be to this, you know, crash? The debt, he would say. That and stagflation. Hmm. Both seem more like a set of circumstances to me than a catalyst. Okay, the banks, he would say, when he could see that I wasn't convinced. And indeed, he's not been wrong about a crisis in the banking sector. But hadn't the Fed bailed out the banks in 2008? And wouldn't they do so again? Mm, yeah, of course they would. I needed a catalyst. Lots of bad stuff all over the place. But no catalyst. I haven't yet identified one I'm prepared to buy into. Look, Maybe the banking crisis will become a deadly contagion and cause a lot more damage. Maybe Russia will start using nuclear weapons. There are any number of alarming possibilities out there. My point is, I think you put your trading account at risk, trading with a fixed bias. As trader Mark Shawzin said, a trade I have had on the show a couple of times now, 
You can't listen to the news. You have to look at the charts. The charts tell you all you need to know. Even so, Mark freely admits he listens to the news and occasionally gets sucked in to narratives he knows he shouldn't buy into. We're only human, right? We're social animals. We like to be part of a crowd going off to a game to see our team win. But when you do that as a trader, you surrender your judgment. And that, in the long term, is likely to work against you. Every trader I talk to will at some point say something like this. In the end, it's all about your emotions, your mindset. I would go further and say, it's about your character and the life you are living now. If you're going through a rough time in your personal life, you may find yourself compensating by wedding yourself to a bearish view like my professional trader friend. Conversely, you might even choose to be bullish, like a shopaholic hoping to conjure happiness merely out of a buying spree. Your early life and or your DNA may have made you innately bearish. Very often, you can't, at least in the short term, change who you are or who you've become. But you can quite quickly make a decision to become aware of your bias and rein it in especially when you see early signs of it causing you pain. Traders I've interviewed on the show have mostly agreed when I put it to them that the cookie can reset the dial to neutral and refocus your mind on what is being printed on the charts. The sooner you can take advantage of real-time opportunities and avoid real-time traps. To all of the above, you might say, yeah, thanks, Nick, this is pretty obvious stuff. Well, okay, but I can't tell you how many times I've spoken with experienced traders on and off the show who admit to mistakes that were clearly caused by egregious commitment to a bearish or bullish outcome. If it's so obvious, why, with all their experience, did they fail as badly as beginners? In my own case, I found my trading improved when I could ask the charts, where are we going today? Yeah, out loud sometimes. And simply by asking myself that question, instead of projecting my own wish to go long or short, that could make a significant difference in my weekly P&L. If no reply came back, I knew I must wait. Wait for that setup to appear. As a final note, one way of taking some of the emotion out of trading is through trading a funded account. If you look up reviews for prop firms, you'll see Surge Trader, the firm I'm trading with, usually ranks in the top five. As they've agreed to sponsor the show, you can make use of my coupon, ATL10OFF, which gives you 10% off the cost of your first audition. That's not a bad discount. Well worth looking at. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening. Do please subscribe, share, and all that good stuff. Have a great week trading.